Do you feel that? Do you feel the chill, the crispness in the air, yes, Clint? I do. Oh, is it fall? Or are we at a summer camp at night? <laughs> it's both. Is it both? We're at a summer camp at night and it's fall. Hello, everyone. Ooh. But we're not at just any summer camp. Oh, no. What summer camp are we at? Camp Crystal Lake? Oh, welcome to a bone-chillingly erotic episode of It Crept from the 80s, friends. Uh, another Halloween episode, if you will. As you know, we're going to be doing a series of Halloween-themed episodes. Spooktacular. That's right. Spooktastic. Spooktastic. That's right. So... Here we are with the second one in the uh, the uh, the month long explosion of of Prim from yours truly, and joining me on this auspicious occasion is the one, the only Dutch Hogan, ladies and gentlemen, Clint, <laughs> Clinton J Kelly. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hello, Clinton Kelly of, of stage and screen. You may know him from. The, I don't know, 75 films he's done with, with uh, yeah. Warlock Home Video. He's a world-class cinematographer and, and uh, one of the best betrayers of all time. <laughs> Clint Kelly, right here at your service. Straight from the swamps of, of Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> so, the wetlands of Tokyo, folks. We are here. We got a special one. You heard us, right? You heard him say Camp Crystal Lake. What does that mean? Does that mean that finally, on Crep from the 80s, finally, we're going to talk about our main man? That's it. We're going to talk about the series that made us who we are today. <laughs> that brought us to the final level. Brought us to life. You know? That's right. Friday the 13th, folks. We are going to talk about the Friday the 13th franchise, what it means to us. Uh, what it means to the world, what it means to the future of cinema, yes, and uh, and uh, everything in between. So um, I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Friday the Thirteenth is my favorite horror series series of movies. Period. Um, it's it's ties. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you... it it always goes back and forth. Nightmare on Elm Street, the franchise, or Friday the Thirteenth, but they're dick to neck. They're really, like, right there. Um, you know, one year I might be truly feeling Friday. The next year I'm feeling Nightmare. Yeah. But they're they're neck and neck, and, and I love them so much. And they, I mean, they really did make us who we are, in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, what it, so, so what I want to do is I want to break down sort of how we discovered the series. Okay. What? What is it about the series that makes us so drawn to it? Because from an outsider looking in, or, or certainly a, a cinema snob, yeah, they will look at a, a series, a franchise like Friday the Thirteenth, and, and just be like, "Yeah, completely dismiss what it." What the fuck? What? Yeah. Why? You know? And yeah. I understand that. I do understand that that mentality because essentially, it's like the Rocky movies. It's uh, the same movie every film, but <laughs> uh, we love it. And, and people, millions of people around the world love it. So there's got to be something. So we're going to talk about that. Yes. So Clint, I want to I get in, I want to get thick. I want to even get Riley thick. Thoik. Thoik. Yes. Extra thoik. I want to start skadoinking knees uh -huh. and shellacking 
calves. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, when did you become a fan of the Friday the 13th films, Mr. Clinton Kelly? So what happened was my dad showed me horror films when I was a kid. He, he um, saw the original Friday the 13th. He, he used to tell me a story that when he saw the original Friday the 13th and when Kevin Bacon gets killed, that, that like scarred him for a long time. So he said after he saw the movie, um, he used to live in a, it's a bigger town now, but it was a really small town where you could bike around and get around a place. So he rode his bike over to the movie theater to watch it. He got scared and had to bike back home and he was terrified at night. And then he would check under his bed for like a week to make sure no one was under there to grab his, that wasn't going to grab his head and <laughs> stick a arrow up through his neck. So he kind of told Weirdly me that. though, that's how he started to eat bacon. Yeah. Exactly. He would always stab it with an arrow. With an arrow and then, yes. And eat it off the arrow. So weird. So, um, I, one of my, I mean, I used to go to the video store. I think I talked in a, it crept from the 80s where, before where we. Uh, that was a previous oh, thing. Right. It yeah. isn't a part of this. Oh, but, okay. So you can talk. You so, can... uh, I used to go, the video store was my life. Mm -hmm. I would always go to the video store, um, especially Blockbuster. I, I had two Blockbusters that were right within uh, easy driving distance from me. So the horror section of the Blockbuster was where I lived. And the Friday the 13th covers were some of the best VHS covers around. So I think the first time... The first one I think I remember seeing was like part four or three. I think I'm pretty sure it was part three, because um, then I remember watching um, the ones where he doesn't have the hockey mask, like, later. I was like, oh, that's weird, because I always remembered him with the hockey mask, so yeah. it wasn't, you know, the first one wasn't Jason, of course, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen part <laughs> one, then what are you doing watching this? Um, Zach, I'm sorry. <laughs> So yeah, so it was like I saw part three, and then I remember watching like part seven on Monster Vision, because Monster Vision was also like a big thing for me when I was younger. And then the drive-in totals, like uh, being really cool and seeing all the deaths. And then it was just renting all of them on VHS when I was a kid. And then I remember I used to do um, like themes. My grandmother just used to let me go crazy and just get as many tapes as I wanted. So I used, I think one time I did Police Academy. I did all Police Academies. And then I did all the Friday the 13th, all the Halloweens. So I remember doing all the Friday the 13th movies. Um, I think it was, I only did like one through eight. Um, and just being like enthralled with it. And I think there's a, there's a Friday the 13th. 13th movie for all types of horror fans so like me growing up and trying to like find which like genres of horror that i really liked there was something in each movie that like satiated that thirst of just wanting to watch all different kinds of horror movies but still in set in 80s slasher which is like my all-time favorite genre of horror movies yeah so it all started with that just seeing the cool boxes hearing my dad tell that creepy story seeing the awesome boxes and then just like renting them all in one of in one night and watching them. Yeah, that's awesome. I love it. And Monster Vision. <clears throat> I mean some of that is very similar to to me as well, but I'm older. Uh I'm what? I think I'm like 20 30 years older. 30 years older, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I'm only 13. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 42 is pretty old. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but my first recollection of Friday the 13th, like, like so many um, first glimpses of something horrible, I would see. I would see on either HBO or at my uh, Grandma Bowker's house when I, because they had cable. Yeah. And we didn't yet. Um, and I was always watching shit over there that I probably shouldn't be watching. Uh, so I remember probably, you know, two or three. Because I remember the sack had Jason creeping me out, but I also remember the, the hockey mask. You know, that kind of blurs from back that early, that early on. Um, but it definitely was like on a, a cable something. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until probably, mm, I don't know, 85, 86, that I really started to rent the Friday the 13th films. Um, and it was more so like sleepovers and stuff. Yeah. So if there were sleepovers, and I talked about it on our VHS episode, but we also would have theme nights. Um, very similar. Yeah. I would watch them by like... Very rarely would I have friends over. Yeah, you did. You saw. Yeah, you talked about that before. And, and even then, we wouldn't. We would watch like more comedies and stuff. I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up that liked horror like I did, especially when I was younger. When I, I was, didn't either. Um, but it's just because if I was, you know, if you were the house. I mean, if I was the house that you were staying at, and I was renting. Yeah. That's what you were gonna watch. Yeah. You know, so they really didn't have much saying it. My grandmother always would be like, well, watch something, you know, get something that you both would like. And <laughs> like, well, I want to watch, you know, Friday um, the 13th Part 6. I mean, eventually, these kids the that I would subject to all this ended up being in my, like, you know, backyard epics. Yeah. The movies that I were making, that I was making. And, and they liked it well enough. But they certainly, I was the horror kid in Wellsville. Um, so... So, yeah, it, it was definitely through renting that I became sort of like a, a freak for it. Um, and then anything I could get uh, as far as magazines, Fangoria, whatever, anything that I could see with Jason or Friday the 13th yeah. around me, I wanted or I would read. Um, I still have my Friday 5 cover, Jason. For Fango? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Jason yeah, on yeah. the cover of yeah. Fango. <laughs> Um, but I was lucky enough to start seeing them in theaters with part seven. That's awesome. Um, and that was with like my uncle and my mom and a couple of their friends and we saw, and at this point I had already seen up to seven. Yeah. So, but this was like a big deal for me. This was my first Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. It wasn't my first fucking movie. That's for sure. I, been to the movies so many times before then but, but it was the first friday the 13th first friday yeah. the 13th so it was special to me um and it's seven which is a good movie this is the reason why seven was my favorite for so long yeah. I, th I think probably up until my 20s i think seven was always my favorite and then my 20s hit and then four became my favorite yeah um and to this day four is still my favorite but um so seven, it definitely like it made like an impact on me, 
And I think it was one of the first times I can remember um, an audience totally like, like being shooting. into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and yelling at the screen and screaming and things like that. And, and I think that like jazzed me as well. So that's going to leave an impression on me for sure. Um, and then the next year, uh, well, no, it was a, what was it, was it a year or two years from seven and eight? I think eight is 89. So yeah, two years. Yes. Uh, so 89, it opened on my birthday. No, that's awesome. So, well, so well, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was me and my friends who were staying over for my birthday party. And that was the mo- that was our thing. We went to see uh, part eight. Yeah. And I remember coming out of there <laughs> and being like so like upset. Imagine like a 12, 13 year old just being like, what? You yeah. know, like being pissed at a movie. And I think I remember it was probably the first time I was ever actually like pissed at a movie. Yeah. You know, just because you have those expectations. Um, you think it's going to be one thing and then, yeah. certainly, you know, all that hype, even the teaser made it seem like this is going to be so amazing. You know, the commercials were him standing in front of the skyline, yeah, the New York skyline and turning around and freaking everybody out. Oh, I actually remember, poster. I remember yeah. that trailer would play in front of the, some of the movies and that got so like, yeah people excited because, oh my God, Jason was going to take Manhattan. And then he didn't. So, so I was upset by the way he looked. Um, even at that age, I was kind of like confused by the whole like kid Jason in it that had no sort of <laughs> at the end problems with him, um, and that he turns into a kid at yeah. the end, and just I, I I just remember just the whole thing just being a bad experience, and and for the longest time I remember I wouldn't rent that movie. And it only, so if I would do marathons or whatever, it would only go up to seven because I just, yeah, I was just like, no, you know, this is great. Fuck this. I can't, I got my seven movies and you know, it's, it's funny. My, um, my buddy who plays the dead corpse with the erect wiener in the weirdsies has never seen any of the Friday the 13th movies. So I showed him. We, I started from the beginning. I showed him one and two. And then I was like, okay, you go watch the rest. And then on his own, he skipped to eight. Why? Because yeah, he was like, Jason Takes Manhattan. I read it in a book, and I heard that it has punks in it because he's really into like punk rock <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, ooh. I was like, oh, man, I think you made a big mistake. You jumped from, you know, you missed, you're missing the core. You know, I, for me, three through, you know, six are amazing i like seven a lot too but to jump right to eight is like so he watched it and he was like dude he's on a boat the whole time and he's like he's only at the in manhattan that for like the last 15 minutes like yeah you shouldn't have skipped and i was like why did you just you didn't even let me know but and he didn't even know he didn't even know like he knew nothing about friday the 13th it was such a pure like thing like here watch these so he didn't even know that eight takes place mostly on a boat I mean, is he a horror fan? Kind of. Not I mean, really? No. He's okay. more into like... So I could see. So, yeah. Decline of Western civilization. I mean, I, I, yeah. 
Otherwise, I'd be like, what horror fan... Yeah, he's not. ...doesn't watch the Friday the 13th movies? Uh, but then he went back and watched all of them. So when the other day he was watching Six, he was te- texting me because he knows that Six is my favorite. Just like texting me quotes and stuff. And then, he's back! <laughs> the man behind the mask! Yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah. But there's stuff in Part 8 now that when I watch it that I do like. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you don't like anything from Part no, Eight. I like no. some of the kills in Part Eight. I don't. I think it's 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 one of the cheapest, cheesiest looking. Other than Jason X, which was my first. Oh, which I Friday the Thirteenth I've seen in the hate. theater. I saw. I've seen anything after Jason X. I've seen uh, in the yeah. theater. I've so seen them all since Seven. Friday, Freddy versus Jason, the remake. Uh, no, I I actually had eight on the other day just to have on in the background when I was like cleaning and stuff like that. Yeah. And everything that I was catching, I was just like shaking my head. I was just like, oh my God, this is, oh, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Um, but enough hate. Why don't we talk about what we the ones we love? Yeah. What are your favorite Friday the 13th films? Well, I love... You know, one through seven, I I love those, but my absolute favorite is six. Um, six is everything that I love about movies. It's horror. It's comedy. It's like weird gothic style settings and stuff. And uh, I like the characters. And I just rewatched it the other day because I watch. I try to watch one Friday the Thirteenth movie on Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. So that was the one that I picked this year. Um, and I just love everything about it. I love the aesthetic. Uh, I think Tom McLaughlin did a great job. I think that that one is probably the best looking Friday the 13th yeah. film out of those early films uh, for sure. It's, it's, I would probably, it's probably my second favorite. Um, now what do you think about the trilogy within the series itself? I love it. That would be four, four, five, and six. Yes, yeah, I love them. Um, four is my second favorite because it's the most straight-up horror film of all of them. Jason's mean. He, I love the way he walks, the way he moves. He's just like an Im- imposing force. Yeah, he's and running. He's, yeah, he's run, He's just. And then when they takes the mask off, just you know the Tom Savini makeup that they did on him is just. I mean, it's amazing. It's my number one. Yeah, it's so good. And it's got you know such great characters in it, um, Crispin Glover. Yeah, I think I think out of all of those films, for me, four and six have the the most interesting characters. Yeah, definitely. And, and the ones that I actually give a shit about. Yeah. You know, not everybody in four, but for the most part, they are for me real relatable kids. And then in six, you have the real, but you also have the funny, the goofy. Yeah. Um. But I could also see myself like hanging out with a couple of those people, especially Court, Court from yeah, Six. Definitely. Um, but I like Megan. I think Megan's awesome. I think she's a great character. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, and of course, Tommy. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and five. I love five. I so do I. You know, so do I. five people hate five. And actually, let me let me back up to the beginning. The first time I saw five wasn't 
Uh, it wasn't when I rented all of them at a time. I had a kid that lived down the street from me named Eric Franklin. <laughs> Eric only had part five on VHS. And so I think at this point I may have seen three and some of the other ones I hadn't seen five yet. So I asked him, I said, is five any good? He said, yes, but it's weird. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't want to tell you, but it's just weird. And he was like, a lot. Of, I, I didn't really like it, though, but it's, you know, it's just weird. So I asked to borrow it, and so I remember watching it and thinking, oh, how are they going to bring Jason back, you know? Because I had seen part four. Yeah. So I was like, how are they going to bring him back? So I watch it, and then at the end, I'm like, huh, <laughs> that, that was really weird. And I remember not liking it. And then I remember becoming, like, a teenager. I saw that when I was maybe 10, 11 yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Then I remember being older, like 15, and watching it, and then, you know, really digging it. It has It's a sleazy movie, you oh, know? Oh, it is. Um, it is, and then later, when you know who Danny Steinman is, yeah. and you've seen other Danny Steinman movies, right? You, I mean, it's all over. I mean, it's a Danny Steinman movie. Like, it's all over. And there's um, two reasons in particular that I, <laughs> that I like part five. Uh, well... It's My got, goodness. It's got the best set in the Oh, it, absolutely. In the 100%, whole series. 100%. Um, I will say that for five, I did see it in those marathons that I would have. Yeah. Um, and I do remember... It, it, I, I, my initial watch, I remember kind of being let down because I did really want it to be Jason. Um, but it didn't disappoint me the way part eight disappointed me. And throughout the years, I definitely... I remember I remember skipping five every now and again when I would do marathons yeah. or like you know groups with friends or whatever and we'd watch certain Friday the Thirteenth movies. I definitely would leave five out, but yeah, once once I got into my later teens and and it just became a favorite of mine. Um, and then I would watch almost religiously. I would watch the trilogy four, five, and six yeah. within that group you know and i like tommy throughout i like four, tommy, five and six you know i like tommy i i i think i would have liked to see tommy in between there not as psycho as he was in five yeah um to me it made sense i thought it was a natural i got it yeah, i got it but he really i mean he really was like yeah know. it's a little jarring between five and six you know because it's like he's so I mean, yeah. the ending of he's, five. He's you, put together in six, yeah. you know? So, But you, you assume that you there enough think, time went by I guess that so. it's not, it's I not guess even so. Crystal Lake anymore in From six. that Tommy to Tom Matthews' Tommy. Yeah. yeah it, you know, Maybe they gave him would, some electroshock <laughs> therapy or something. It yeah. mellowed him out a little bit, even though he's still crazy in six. He's just a different kind of crazy. He's not like catatonic crazy. So Corey Feldman originated the, the Tommy character. Yes. And honestly... If if things would have gone a different way for this franchise, and they wouldn't try to reinvent it every fucking ten years, yeah, just bring them back. I would have liked to see a continuation of this saga with those characters, and have Corey Feldman come back as Tommy. Yeah, at least one more time. Even I think it would be cool if all the surviving girls. Yeah. And Tommy, you know, everybody who has ever been fucked by Jason, yeah, come back and uh, take him out 
for for all time, you know. But we're never gonna get anything like that, which who knows sucks. if we'll ever get another Friday the Thirteenth. We will. We'll get on. Yeah. We'll get on that. But <laughs> we will. You're stupid if you if you think we won't. Um, but um, yeah. So the so, so my, six is your favorite. Six, then four, then my three fluctuates between five and three, because three is the first one that I remember like actually sitting down and watching, and. Yeah, I mean, he gets the mask. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. I love the the di- the disco theme is my favorite uh, iteration of that theme song. <laughs> and in fact, over here off screen, there is a actual 3D Blu-ray copy of Part Three that we're going to be watching. Not the red and blue. Not red and blue. No. This is how how folks saw it in the theater back in the day. Um, now, truth be told, I did see it, <clears throat> not on the big screen, but I was one of those fools who bought that eBay package from many, many years ago. With the CRT, yeah. CRT TV setup? And it was a, it was a black box with, and you hooked wires to it that were connected to, uh, shutter glasses. Um, the quality was terrible. It was a Japanese print. Uh, but... It was the first time outside a movie theater that I actually saw something in my home that was coming at my face, you know, and it was cool. Even in that shoddy quality, I was like, damn, this is probably the best pop-out 3D, you know, I've ever seen, you know, so I can't wait to see... This has been a holy... We've talked about this. A real... And, you know, our friends... We've had friends who have actually seen the print. Yeah, in theaters. At, in theaters and have had a great time and love it and blah, blah, blah. But, no, this is going to be our first time... Because it wasn't red and... What, some people, I don't think, realize it wasn't it's red, not and red and blue. And, no, it was like, not. Like, even in the theater. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was not. So I think some people still think that, like, back in 83, that people were putting on their red it and was blue not. glasses and, um, and watching like that. So that print that you have on your box sets or whatever that is not that's the red and blue that's not a real conversion of what that movie looked like so. yeah this is a painstakingly put together we're about to see that from two because actually there's two releases of friday the 13th part three one in that box set that old box set that actually is from the right lens yeah and then there is a standalone release of part three that is from the left lens so these guys put together and made this beautiful... I can't wait. <laughs> um, yeah. It's sitting there teasing us. It's right over there. Taunting us. You can't see it, but we can. Um, so, yeah, my favorite is part four of the final chapter. Um, I've talked about it so many times. I just... I, I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. Uh, again, the characters, the atmosphere, the creep factor. The kills. The kills, Savini. And the like, lines. I mean, we quote that pretty much oh whenever gosh. we hang out. One of us always says, hey, Ted. <laughs> Ted, where's the corkscrew? Tangerine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Dead fuck. It's all there. Yeah. I mean, it's... Very quotable movie. No way! <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I love that fucking movie. Um, and then Six. And then I would say... Oh gosh! Then I would say seven. probably seven. Then and five and three are yeah. sort of neck and neck, and then I'd go two, one, and eight. 
I'd probably I put... actually I don't even watch one anymore. I, you know this. Yeah. Um, because <clears throat> even as a child, I thought part one was boring as hell. Um, I didn't really find a uh, another like jolt of energy with part one until I ordered a bootleg VHS of a Friday uncut. Yeah. From Blackest Heart Media. Uh, or Catalog of Carnage, I can't remember which one, but um, then I was like re-energized with a love for Friday the 13th because I was like, oh, now I'm seeing yeah, what Tom Savini did. The extra spurts when yeah, Kevin yeah, Bacon yeah. gets the air through his mouth. Well, even in the beginning. Yeah. Right in the beginning. Yeah, the, the it was like, whoa, 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 you know. I loved that effect when I was young, when I yeah. saw that, because I saw, I saw that one pretty young too, so that effect... You know, with the night, and you can actually see, you yeah. know, like the slit and the blood coming out. I thought that was awesome. And it, and there's like that jarring dip to white that for some reason like bothered me when I was a kid. I was like, oh man, why, why did they dip to white? It was just like it's too gruesome. Yeah, exactly. It was, you don't want to see what's behind that. It was white. brutal. But I love I love part one. Oh, I mean, I, I just to this day I can't do it anymore. So what I do is I watch the burning. <laughs> yeah. As my part one. Because The Burning has far more entertaining characters yes. and cooler kills than Friday the 13th 1. I do like The Burning more than I like Friday the 13th Part 1, but I still like Friday the 13th Part 1. Now, Part 2, I could never really get into Part 2. I like 2 because I like I like Ginny. Uh, I think she's cool. Um, I like what she did at the end with the mother thing. Yeah. I liked that. Um uh, the wheelchair death is iconic, you know? There's some very cool kills. Part two, that's why it's so low on my list. It's fine, but I think the standout is Ginny for me. What what bothers me in part two is suddenly there's the notion of a grown-up Jason has followed her all the way to her home. Yeah. And kills her in her home. Adrian King's character? Yeah. Yeah. What? That doesn't... I don't buy that. Yeah. I don't buy that. Especially when they make him out to be sort of the mongoloid that he is. I just don't buy that he traveled how many... Wherever he went to. Was he driving? You know? No, Did he have a skateboard? Yeah. You know? No, he was in his ghost mobile. We don't know how, how far she was from Crystal Lake. Yeah, that's true. You know? And then he just fucking shows up, goes in her house, kills her, <laughs> takes the... The tea <laughs> off the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, first he has to put his mom's head yeah, yeah, in the yeah. fridge, close it, hide somewhere. She goes and takes a shower. Yeah. You know, and just, has, just awkwardly waiting for the perfect moment. In a sack, you know, Yeah, in a sack. You, know? well, you don't ever see his face. He may not be no, wearing the sack. I guess, but you know? he's not walking out in public. <laughs> with his with <laughs> scraggly hair. Warrington Gillette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I, I love that ending. I really love that. Also, I, the, like some of the kills bother me. Like when the guy gets his neck slit when he's up backwards. Yeah, but with a the knife. machete yeah. looks backwards yeah. or whatever. It always bothered me. Yeah, but I like that that wheelchair death. That's an iconic yeah Friday the Thirteenth death, man. You know, it's crazy. You know? Yeah, and the and of course the uh, the double. Oh yeah 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 the, yeah. the, the spear. But, also, um, I feel like a lot of people survive in two. 
Like, don't a lot of people like just randomly? Like, hey, we're going to the bar, and then half of the cast, yeah, they leave. Yeah, like half Stu of the cast, Charno's gone. Yeah, half of the cast goes out and leaves. Drunk for the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, even what's his name at the end of two years? Like, where the fuck did he go? Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he? Yeah. You know. Hey, asshole. Yeah. That's my truck. <laughs> yeah. That's another. See, this things in two that are I think are really great. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, it's down at the bottom. Three, I like a lot more. Three is, uh, I just really like three. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to watch it again. Yeah, Shelly, I mean, Shelly to me is Friday the 13th. Yeah. You know. He just epitomizes Friday the 13th. I couldn't 13th. relate to Shelly because I was never like a fat Afro dude, <laughs> but like I kind of could because I was a jokester, you know, and I liked, you know, I never had any girlfriends until I was like, yeah. you know, 16 or 17 or something like that. So it's like yeah, I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, he's a, he's a like he. I would hang out with Shelly. Yeah. And oh, I, definitely. And I feel I like think so, he for got sure. and he definitely got crapped on. Like and the I would hang movie. out like in four. I would hang out with Jimbo. Yeah. You know, Jimbo yeah. would be my peeps. Yeah, man. definitely. You know, we'd be talking about computers and dead fucks and. <laughs> and then you don't see Shelly for a little bit, and then when you see him, is he's just oh. all? Oh no, Shelly. He's dead. You know, it's so sad. It's a crying shame. Yeah. I cried when Shelly died. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no. You cried the night Shelly died? The night Shelly died, yeah. Friday the 13th, <laughs> 1983. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. Yeah. So so then, yeah. And then eight is at Eight's the bottom. Garbaggio. And then if we're talking about the, the New Line movies. Well, wait. So so when, when Kane Hodder came along, uh, so for me, I don't know, how, again, how you saw these movies... Um, did you notice a distinction? Well, Ted White is my favorite Jason. Okay, well, I think Ted White and Richard Brooker are definitely... Because I prefer... Uh, I think I think in my teens I loved Kane, but as I got older, I just... The shtick wore off. I never cared, you know? to be honest. Well, I, mean, I, think, I think the shtick wore off for me. Yeah. You know, I think I got enough of the heavy breathing and, and the, the... Yeah. You know, that shit. Um, and the sort of popping up anywhere and everywhere out of the blue. Whereas, you know, he was alive in those first four movies. Well, the two, three, four, you know. Yeah. And he, it was much scarier when Jason ran or got excited, took off his mask in three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that dream sequence in three yeah, yeah. freaks me the Where fuck he's out. He's looking through it's the window. It's still creepy. And yeah. <gasps> yeah. Banging on it. Oh my God. That dude running at you. Exactly. You know? And then Ted White's Jason in four. Well, Again, that dude running at you. And to be that strong. He's a menace. You know? In, in four. Like, he's like He's a, a meddler. Yeah. <laughs> he's just the, like a, an imposing figure. He's a shark. He is a shark. He is Jason. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's not a pussy he's a non-stop erotic <laughs> cabaret um a straight jack your so so for me when i saw seven the first time i have to admit like that jason kind of blew me away yeah you know it was a different jason it was like a this guy is is stronger he's a zombie he, you saw everything i loved that yeah the, that make, the John makeup Beekler design yeah. you know one of the <laughs> trendsetters of Special effects, definitely. Makeup, yeah, you know, garbage. One of our kids. favorite movies, Garbage Fail Kids. 
You know, the animatronics. You've never seen animatronics like that before no, in definitely. your life. I mean, they were ahead of its ahead of their time. Yeah. <laughs> the mouth movements are oh my god, I mean, so intricate woo! and detailed. I know. Um. So. So yeah, it was a it was a whoa, you know, and I think being the age that I was and, and, you know, going into my teens and everything, I think that was the, I think maybe the pump of adrenaline I needed for a Jason at that time. Yeah. Um, but definitely that wore off and I wanted more of the scary, runny, creepy, you know, Jason, he could be alive and he could be anybody and, you know. What I like about Seven is that Jason kills people with anything and everything in Seven. Oh, yeah. Like, it's such a diversified weapons movie. <laughs> and where did he get them? Yeah, exactly. That yeah. big giant tree saw, yeah. you know, that he... Yeah, the, the, the blade whacker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the blade weed whacker. Yeah, where did he get like, that thing? He stopped off at the Home Depot and <laughs> was like, ah. There's a sickle, there's a party horn, there's axe. Which is great. I really, like, it wasn't until... Um, I saw Kane Hodder live in 1992 because he came to Wellsville. Yeah. And he showed that footage on the big the screen. uncut. All the uncut stuff yeah. from part seven. And I was sort of like blown away. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like that movie was cut to shreds. Yeah, it really you know? was butchered. To see what they did, man, man, oh man. Like that stuff is fantastic. And I just wish they had... Part of me wishes that they still do have this stuff in the vault and they just said they don't. Yeah. They just said that they threw it away. But I really hope that there is still a, a print with that stuff on it. Film out there somewhere that they would do a restoration. An uncut for... Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of... Ver- like, five, there's a ton of stuff. I wouldn't say a ton. But well, even a good... four. Yeah. You know, the added stuff from the right. television version. Um, but seven was definitely the one that was like, just, but every kill I think was neutered. Yeah, yeah. Jason goes to hell had that too, but they were smart enough to, to release yeah. the unrated, which was awesome. Yeah, the, the un- yeah the unrated cuts the only way to watch that movie, or else it's it's just neutered. Yeah. yeah. Um. So out of the new line ones. So yeah, so you know, I I was definitely one of those kids who was kind of waiting, wondering what the hell was happening with with Jason, but Fangoria, bless your hearts, your bloody hearts, you sort of informed us, you were able to inform us of all the the behind the scenes news that was happening from Paramount to New Line. Um, So I was following the making of Jason Goes to Hell, and man, I wanted that movie to come out so bad. And um, I remember when it got pushed back, and that was talked about in Fango, and I remember being pissed about it, but that was in 1992 when Kane Hodder came to Wellsville to do a, he, it was like a Q&A and he was talking about his stunts and his career and his life and everything. Um, and at that point on the video, you can hear us saying, you know, why did it get delayed? Mm-hmm. You know, and he talks a little bit about it. And then uh, we go, um, what's Friday the 13th part nine subtitle? And this was the first time we I heard it. Jason Goes to Hell. And he said, right now it's Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. And we were like, what? You yeah. can hear us go, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you are know? just slapping each other. Yeah, we were like, this is fucking great. Yeah. Man. 
I have that footage. I still have that footage. Um, maybe they'll see it. Maybe I don't know. I'd have to give it to him. I don't know. Probably not. But I do have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have it. I'll show you. I said you're never gonna see it. Oh no, I'm he'll never. They'll them. never see it. Never you. See it. I'm talking to you right I'm there. I will see it. <laughs> but you. Um. And then the build-up was huge. It was me and my buddies. Um, we had to... The best theater that we had... We did have a theater. Uh, you've been in it. Uh, it was called the Babcock. Um, yeah. Uh, the Wellsville Twin. Um, but we wanted to see it in a better theater. Mm. So you drive 40 minutes to Olean, New York. And in the mall, where they had Hills Department Store, they had all this crazy shit... Hills? Hills, man. Hills Department Store. It was the dopest. Hills are where the toys are, man. Yeah. I don't know. Hills. hills. I know Cal Boy. How many many hills... (laughs) Who knows hills? Homies we got. Drop a comment. Hill homies. uh... Hills homies. Hills is where the toys are. Um, But uh, right next to the hills was this really dope multiplex that was just put into the, the mall there. Yeah. Um, and they were one of the few theaters at that time that was showing Jason Goes to Hell. Because Willsville didn't get it until like a week or two later. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we did was we dressed my buddy Brad Goff up as Jason from part nine. Mm-hmm. We made our own mask. Yeah. It was out of like paper mache and duct tape. And we had a mask that was indented into the fake. I'll show you that too. Because yeah. I have that. So Because folks, I would also make... I've been a filmmaker forever, so I would also make Freddy and Jason Backyard movies. So I have tons of footage of these shitty Chris Seaver, Freddy and Jason movies. Friday the 13th, Halloween night. I, well, I have that, but stuff even way before that. Really? Before Jason Goes to Hell was coming out. Yeah. Um, so we made our own Jason Goes to Hell outfit, and we dressed Brad Goff up, and we took him to the theater. And he played it up. He didn't talk to anybody. That's they awesome. Were, they were even like asking him, what do you want? Do you want butter on your popcorn? And he's just like, you know, and he's pointing to like the candy that he wants and everything. He, he didn't talk at all. Yeah. And so... And you filmed the whole thing? Oh, I didn't film it at all. Oh, which okay. sucks. But I have that costume when we were shooting our Friday movie. Yeah, okay. Um, so we took him through the aisle and everybody in the theater was clapping at him and everything yeah. and because he we walked him down the aisle and back yeah so that everyone could get a good look at him um so we know how jason goes to hell is right yes but at that time in that theater because people were going fucking bonkers for it it was great it was a euphoric feeling it was amazing yeah and that final freddy hand grabbing jason's mask Just that me. place like fucking vomited cheers and joy and like we were just shocked it's one of those big theater experiences that i'll never ever forget because it was like a uniformic cry of like yeah finally you know like yeah much to our chagrin we had to wait 10 13 years or whatever for (laughs) for jason goes i mean for freddie versus jason but um yeah so that was a so that was a big deal for me. And then um, I had a Friday the 13th themed birthday party so that when the, the unrated VHS came out, we celebrated with with that. Yeah. Um, 
and it was a whole new like oh my god you know the big standout kill is the girl in the tent yeah with the spike and upper body and it opens and everything crazy brains coming out of the heads so so crazy now as a 42 year old man I think I can appreciate some things in Jason Goes to Hell, but it's definitely not a favorite. No. Um, I'll watch Jason Goes to Hell over Jason X any fucking day of the week. Yes. Um, but it just there's things in it that do bother me now as a as a adult Friday fan, which is ridiculous to say because you were talking about Friday the Thirteenth here, but you know we Friday fans expect a certain. <laughs> Friday movie. Exactly. And we didn't get it because they that's really, you know, when they started to try to change things up. Yeah. Uh, with the whole mythology, which is stupid. Um, so, yeah. You know. I remember before I saw it, I had the, the comics. They did Tops did a... Yep, I got them. Yeah, uh, I got Tops did a, a, like a three-issue um, adaptation. So I had those. Before I saw the, uh, before I saw the movie, so I kind of already knew the movie. Um, but I liked it. I think I liked it even better. They're hanging up. I liked it even better because I read the comics first, so yeah. you know, kind of knew what I was going into, and so seeing it kind of play out live, I thought it was was cool. So I still like it. I mean, it's towards the lower end of the list, but I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. You can tell it was a movie that was made by like an eager twenty-three-year-old filmmaker that was just given the keys to, you know, Friday the Thirteenth, but then wasn't allowed to do what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, because obviously that movie was kind of meddled with. You know, Sean Cunningham wanted a specific way. Well, I think everything was meddled with. Yeah. After that. Oh yeah. Those New Line movies were definitely meddled with. Um, but I like my favorite of the new line. I like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, me too. We'll get there. Um, then, as a Friday fan, it was there was a drought. Yeah, there was a 11, drought. Eleven years. It was a it was a drought until two thousand two. Yeah. For Jason X. Yeah. Ten years. Yeah, from nineteen ninety three to two thousand two, there was a nice big chunky drought. We didn't get Jason. Um, and I was still making movies and making Jason movies. <laughs> um, but that movie wasn't was you knew that movie was coming for at for a least very long like time. three oh, years for a very before it was released, and actually a year and a half before the yeah, movie came yeah, out. It's a funny story. I got a VHS rip of the movie from somebody from New Line Cinema who was selling it at a convention you were at, right? And, no, I ordered it. I thought you met this guy at a convention and he was like... No. No? No, no, no. This guy? Yeah, the guy that was like, hey, do you guys want to see... Oh. Jason X? You, didn't you... I remember you saying you and Casey and were somewhere and this guy was like, give me your address or something. And you thought you thought it was a joke at first. And then you got a tape in the mail of Jason X. Oh, maybe it was that. Maybe it was that guy. I thought that guy gave us a copy of The Prophecy, which at the time was called God's Army. 
No, I, I think you remember me telling you that you gave. Maybe this I got guy God's you. army. Yeah. <laughs> on uh, in the mail. From, I don't know, but I don't know. I'll have to talk to Casey. I don't think it was Casey. It might have been Jesse Green. Because Casey didn't care as much. Yeah. Um, but Jesse was pumped for Jason X. Anyway, I got a tape about a year and a half beforehand. And <clears throat> we were at Jesse Green's house and we watched the movie. <laughs> and uh, I was... I was probably just as delusional as I was when Phantom Menace came out. I was in denial. I wanted <laughs> so bad for the movie to be good yeah. that I was finding anything I could to to argue that it was good. But, I mean, Jesse was like, no, dude, this was awful. And so my argument was at the time, well, this isn't the finished version. Yeah, you know, seeing a work print. This was a work print. Yeah, It's not going to be like this when we go see it when it comes out. So we all go, opening night, in April of 2002, it was the same exact fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> and holy shit, what a stinker. I hate that movie. I hated it then. I have not watched it probably since it came out on DVD, and I only watched it because I wanted to see the making of, Yeah. to see like why it turned out the way that it turned out that way. That is one of the cheapest looking $15 million movies I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, I agree with that. I, mean, I saw it in the theater with my mom. <clears throat> well, when we went that opening night, yeah. there was only fucking like 10 people in there. I don't remember if there was a lot of people. In... It was us and then like maybe like five other people. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah, I saw it in the theater with my mom. And to be honest, the first time I saw it, I liked it. But then again, I was in 2002. I was... I don't know, how long ago was that? I don't know, 15 years ago? No, longer than that. No, yeah. that's like 17 years. 17 years ago, so I was... You were young. 14, whatever, you know. So I kind of liked it. And and there is, you know, the, the, the scene where he freezes the girl's head and smashes that's it. That's the best kill in the movie. That's a, that's a great kill. Other than the, the callback to the... Sleeping bag. I also yeah. liked when the, when the guy gets punched over the railing and he falls and he's just circling the on the corkscrew. Um, but then I I didn't see it for like I I rewatched it on DVD because I had to get the DVD and I was like eh it wasn't as as fun as I remember <laughs> it being in the theater and then so I didn't watch it for years and then I think last not the last Friday the Thirteenth that just happened but the year before I decided this is going to be the one that I watch and I was like ooh yeah this is hands down the worst one. In the series, I think it's like right it's up there so with, bad. With eight, I think it's worse than eight. It's well, you're right. I mean, it, it's see, a, I can still Jason put on eight. No, Jason to me, look. I think I even texted you this. I said Jason in this movie looks like like a scrotum, like he just looks so at the beginning looks with David fake. Cronenberg and stuff, where you can see his yeah, like, little hair. The little like, yeah, the, you can see yeah. It looks like a scrotum that was like. Just has like tufts of hair poking out. His look is terrible. The mask is so bad. <clears throat> terrible. The mask is so bad and, and 
Jason X. Oh my gosh. And he looks like so top heavy and like goofy. And his clothes look like they're made out of like someone just went to <laughs> well, Dollar Tree. It looks like a costume. Yeah, exactly. Like... They don't look lived in or anything. So it's like just looks so bad. And he's sitting there with like the chains around him at the beginning. And that's how you introduce him like that. And he just looks so terrible. And you're like, okay, maybe that's not, maybe this is like a joke or something. And it turns out that's the real Jason. Yeah. I think Uber Jason looked pretty cool, but it was fine. but you it you know they fine, spoiled man. him the and everything. Like everyone terrible. you knew he was coming and he was gonna look that way, but that looked cooler than the Jason that you see throughout most of the movie that has the that looks like a ball sack. Remember the the marketing was a uh, fucking let the bodies hit the floor, <laughs> let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> That was like pumping you up, and then the, the 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 line at the end, like the stinger line, is like he just wants his machete back, <laughs> you know. Woof! Oh man, the costumes, like all the costumes in that were it's awful. just generic. Just and then the when they're in VR generic. and they're shooting, uh, and it's just like looks like a PlayStation One video game when they're shooting the monsters, and Jason just comes and like slices their heads off, <laughs> you know. The digital head is like it's a fucking terrible movie. Yeah. Uh. Ugh. And then a year later, was power. the battle we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Right? Now, I don't know when you first heard, it might have been Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. When you first heard of, well, it, I heard it before Jason Goes to Hell. That they were coming. That they, was gonna do a, they were doing a Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. Because it was in Fangoria magazine where they kept going back and forth who was going to give the rights over to who because mm. they wanted to do one. Mm. So I remember reading that. And so I remember, like, being at lunch in school a lot and just saying, like, who would win, you know, yeah. before, well before Jason Goes to Hell. So I have been waiting for that movie forever. You get, there's, they were, I used to draw pictures of, like, Freddy and Jason fighting each other and putting them on, like, the clubhouse wall that I had. Yeah. I mean, I was obsessed with wanting to see that movie, you know, so much that I did my own. I made my own Freddy and Jason movie, <laughs> which one lucky fan has out there. I can't remember what fan you are, but you are the one that has the only copy of that on VHS. You don't even have it? I don't have it. He has my master. Um, please give that. <laughs> Just let him borrow it for a so little bit. So that I can put it back on DVD. And then he'll give it right back to you. And I would send it back. Maybe he'll so put all it in of those, some, like some Bloody Bobby, Like any of those early movies I don't have anymore. You know? That's a fan. A fan, like, paid big money. We gotta to find have... out who it is. <coughs> you. Uh, You're watching it out there, Josh Schweier. We know it's you, and you <laughs> secretly have it. I don't think it's Josh. Uh, but he does have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so Freddy vs. Jason, man. Huge. I saw it. Uh, we, were t we used to take a family trip to North Carolina every year, and that was coinciding. The trip was coinciding to when it was coming out, and I said... We absolutely are seeing this opening night. We're going to drive out. We had to drive out to the middle of nowhere, North Carolina, because it was the only movie theater, like, within anywhere to where we were staying. We were staying in a place called New Bern, North Carolina. We used to go there every year. And I remember we had to drive, like, 30 minutes away. The movie theater was out in the middle of nowhere. We go there, and it wasn't packed, because it was just a small town, little movie theater, but there was enough people in it. And it was one of those where it was no stadium seating, you know, it was just flat rows. 
and I remember it was me, my sister, my mom, and my stepdad, and I just had such a great time. I loved it. I still, to this day, I like that movie. Um, <coughs> I had a great time in the theater, and then my family, I remember like them yelling and getting into it, and it was just a good experience. Like, I have a good memory like of seeing it with my entire family and just being really... So my experience was pretty cool. I think you know about it. Some of you might know about it. Um, but So when that movie was coming out, again, I had that fever pitch. But I wanted to do something special because this was, this was a long time in the making and, and me and my buddies were, you know, we were fucking Freddy and Jason fans. This was it. This was the ultimate, this was the final level. You, you ascended, yeah. You know? And um, so <clears throat> I wanted to get our group together, and it was Meredith, it was Casey, there was maybe two other people with us, um, but I had shirts made that were Freddie versus Jason shirts and yeah. everything. Um, but <clears throat> so I thought, I wonder if we could put together a midnight screening at Tinseltown mm -hmm. for the movie the night before, you know, um, and really do like a big, a big deal with it. Midnight screening, we'll do a trivia contest, we'll give out prizes, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I called Tinseltown, told them my idea, and they said, well, we could do this, but you have to get New Line Cinema's... Uh, okay. Have okay. A blessing, yeah. Yes. So I was like, okay. How the fuck am I going to do that? How am I going to contact New Line Cinema? Well, luckily, there was a dude named Jeff Katz. Oh, yeah. Who was a fan. Mm. You know, he was, he's a couple years younger than me, but he's a fan who happened to get lucky and work at New Line Cinema and work on Freddy vs. Jason. But he... Uh, was a online presence at that point who was sort of promoting and pimping that release. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how I got it, but I got an email for Jeff Katz at the time. And I was like, well, if anyone is going to, okay, you know, talk to me legitimately from a studio, then it's going to be this dude. Yeah. He's a, he's a, you know, around my age, uh, he's a uber fan. He'll probably actually talk to somebody. You don't think Bob Shea would have called you back? <laughs> I don't think. I don't think if I called the New Line offices, <laughs> I don't think I would have gotten them to even talk. Yeah, to it's me, Bobby. You know. Um, <clears throat> so I sent an email to Jeff Katz, and I would say maybe two weeks go by, and I get an email from Jeff, and he says, "This sounds like a great idea." Um, how much can you hype this up? Mm -hmm. So I wrote back and I'm like, well, we can get the radio involved. We can try to like really make it so that it's a packed, packed night, a packed showing of yeah. this. Um, and we had a cake made. We really, we were, you know, told them we would do this. So we did. We had a giant, um, the biggest that our, you know, Kinko's or whatever could print out poster that we displayed at a radio station and at the theater itself saying... Mm -hmm we're going to do this. So we had that made. Um, he said, if you can uh, guarantee that, you know, you sell it out, you're going to get a huge showing for this. Yeah. Um, you guys can do this showing. You, you can totally do it. So I was like, okay. <clears throat> I 
so we did the radio thing. We got that hooked up, and we, you know, me and Meredith, we went to talk about it on the radio and everything, and uh, we put the posters up in the theater. And so I would call the theater and I'd ask like, "What's the what's the you know Sales. buzz like? Yeah, what's yeah. it? What's happening?" He's like, "Looks like you're gonna have a pretty good show." So I said, so I wrote him back and I was like, "Well, Tinseltown says it looks like we're gonna have a really great show." He goes, "Okay, well." Uh, what else do you need from us? I go, well, do you think you could like, I don't know, maybe send like a poster or two or um, something to give away for like Freddie and Jason trivia? Mm-hmm. And they're like, and he goes, I got you covered. And then like two weeks later, I'm coming home. This is, I had an apartment downtown. Um, so the hallway was really small. But so I'm coming home up the hallway and out front of my door basically blocking the door was a giant box and i was like what the what is this yeah so you know lauren is like what did you order you know i didn't order anything did you order anything whatever so i looked down from the you know what it says on there and it had a big like new line cinema thing i was like no way so we get the door open we pull this thing in we open up and it's got like 150 theatrical one sheets it's got like wow. like 15 of the soundtracks it's got 20 of the novels it's got like 25 crystal lake shirts that's awesome um you still have any of that i well <clears throat> no we i mean we I, that poster was that from, i have yeah it's from that that's, that's awesome. my poster <laughs> that i've had yeah <clears throat> um they sent us the uh, movie magazine, the mm-hmm. making of movie magazine, like all this stuff, koozies. That's awesome. All just to give away. And I was like, this is amazing. You know, like, holy shit. So we took all the stuff that we wanted yeah. <laughs> from it. Uh, you know, Meredith did, Casey did, every, you know, we just took everything that we wanted out of it. But we had all this stuff to give away, plus the, the cake that we cut and gave to as many audience members as we could or whatever. So what happened was the big blackout there was a giant uh nationwide blackout yeah that happened on the opening of freddy versus jason for that night for the midnight show uh-huh. and motherfucker like tinseltown blacked out and we had to fucking cancel for that midnight show but what we did was we said, well, we can we do it for the first showing the next day, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and they were like, well, absolutely. So, but we were so pissed off that we were calling every theater around, any theater to, to we could. To see if they didn't black out. To see if the, the power went out, whatever. And there was one tiny theater in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And we we're like begging this person, will you please show a midnight showing of Freddy because they weren't going to do a midnight showing but they were open yeah but they weren't going to do a midnight show mm-hmm. we're like listen we'll give you we have these posters we have all this stuff if you just stay open for midnight will you do this and he let all he did was he let the people that we were w- with mm. that's it it was us in the theater at midnight oh watch, just so you could go watch so, so we could go watch Freddy versus Jason yeah just our crew and that was it that was us and him in the theater it was awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but the next day, 
Fucking place was sold out. Nice. Place was sold and out. And you gave away the posters. We did the posters. And cake. We did the trivia. We did the cake. We had a. They gave us a mic, and we were talking to everybody. The crowd went balls deep. I mean, they were just like, "It's awesome." Yeah. You know, they loved the movie. We loved it again. Watching it with a sold out crowd. So yeah. that was amazing. It's a. It's another one of those like I'll never forget it. You know, so so cool. Yeah. You know, That's an and all because story. I I love those movies and I just really wanted to see this damn movie. I wanted something extra special to happen. So, but and we took pictures and everything and we sent them to Jeff Katz and everything. He's like, I'm so happy that you guys had a great time and and then that movie killed. It was like 36 million at the box office that opening weekend, even with the blackouts, and that was the biggest. Like that was huge. Yeah. You know, everyone was just like, holy shit, 36 million opening weekend. And then we got a lot of Friday the 13th movies after that. <laughs> yeah, totally. And Nightmare on Elm Street. We got, I mean, we yeah. got like, whew, You know, so many. The floodgates open. I mean, we got... I mean, part 13, which you do have, is an amazing movie directed by a man who has ascended to the final level. Oh, I know. Todd Jason Cook? Yeah. Todd Jason Falcon Falcon Cook? Cook. Yeah. yeah, I know. Part 13. Uh, but anyway, you know that's not true. We got one Friday the 13th movie after... Freddy vs. Jason, which was the quote-unquote reboot, and we got a miserably terrible remake of Nightmare on Elm Street after that, which is just deplorable. Some cool concepts. Cool concepts, but overall, I didn't. I didn't hate the remake oh, I hated of Friday. It. No, Friday. Oh, Friday. Actually, it took yeah. me three times seeing it in the theater to not to to be okay with it. Yeah, I, that's just it. I'm just okay with it, it <laughs> because. For me, again, it was like, wow, you know, this was 2009, this was a new Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. They said that they were going to take it back to basics, that it was an amalgamation of, like, two, three, and four put together. Um, and it's funny, like, again, an outsider would think, what do you mean, it's a Friday the 13th film, he does exactly what he always does, he kills teenagers, and that's it. Yeah. But... For me, at that first time, I don't know, man. Like, it, it, it just didn't feel right. The one thing that I absolutely adored about the 2009 Friday the 13th was Derek Mears. Yeah. I thought he was a fantastic Jason. I also loved The Kills, and I loved the first 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah. The first 20 minutes of that movie is what the fucking movie should have been in the first place um holy shit to have that whole pre-credit sequence happen and then pff, friday the 13th come up yeah. i was like this like i think it gave everybody like hope you know like definitely and then the rest of the movie happened and while there's things that i liked back then because you know whatever, whatever. overall i just didn't like the fact that they tried to explain jason better in a way yeah we don't need giving that. him the tunnels you know explaining why he pops up the way that he does because yeah. he's like running underground and popping up and mm, i don't know I, I think it's cool if you're if if there wasn't any friday the 13th prior to that yeah then it would be interesting. i think you're i think it's like holy shit this guy's like fucking rambo but yeah. he's jason you know he's like this yeah. killer you know but he's tactically all there He's got a tactical mind. Traps, you know, all that shit. Yeah. Um, then he's essentially John Rambo. 
pretty much, but he's just killing Jason fools. Rambo. Yeah, yeah. Um, but knowing Friday the Thirteenth and and having I guess an expectation, it just didn't meet that expectation for me. Um, and then to hear sort of like how what they really wanted, what they originally were gonna do, where it set where they said, oh, we were gonna go back to the eighties and we were gonna do blood and eighties Friday the Thirteenth. We have like. Well, that was the one, too, that was very close to being made, like, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, a week away from production. I read the script. Yeah, they pulled it. But from what you read... Actually, the script... Yeah, the script was terrible, so I'm glad they didn't make it. Because it wasn't Jason. It was was Jason, but he wears, like, this old-school vintage hockey mask. It was... Yeah, it was bogus. It would have sucked. I'm glad they didn't make it. And in fact, I read the scripts for like, there was like 10 scripts that were written for Freddy versus Jason. Oh, yeah. I read oh, like yeah. three or four I did of, those. Go a lot of those. Even back then. When and it was those happening. are pretty much all terrible, too. Yeah. One yeah. one plays out like a courtroom drama where yes. they actually have Jason in court and they're <laughs> yeah. trying to try him for his crimes. And I think Jason talks. And, and in one, and that may even be in the same one where he befriends the, the, the lead girl. And so it's the lead girl and Jason trying to defeat Freddy. So Jason is kind of like a good guy. And I was like, what? Why did it take them so many drafts to just get them to, you know? And even in Freddy versus Jason, they don't fight until the very end, you know? Yeah. The, the thing I don't like about Freddy versus Jason um, is the people. I think the characters are abysmal. I think the writing is abysmal. Uh, I think it's really bad. I yeah, do. I do. Even then, I was like, one by one, I was like, well, these, the these fam- characters got to go. There's the famous line that we always bring up. <laughs> we that, make fun of it. Yeah, we make fun of it. <laughs> Jason was killed by water, Freddie by fire. How, How can, can we, we use, use that? that? <laughs> just out of note, like she just is like looking off into the distance, and she says that line, yeah. like, oof, yeah, what? It's such a terrible line. I mean, all of that is just weird in that movie. Where Jason is afraid of water. Yeah. Like, Jason is constantly killing fools in water. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Then suddenly he's like, Ooh, he's like shaking in one scene. He's like looking at the water. <laughs> Shit. Like, and, what? And, and what I don't like is that there's not a good enough mixture for me. Freddy is. Well, he's in the background. He, he kills one person, I think, yeah. the whole movie. Yeah, he uses Jason for everything else. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted a more better mixture. I mean, I still like the movie, but I just wanted that. It's weird that they couldn't get them to, like, fight. Like, they couldn't get a good story of them going back and forth. You know, they don't have to have a big fight until the very end. But I did like what they did, though. Yeah, the fight at the end is awesome. Well, remember, they do a little bit before that, though, too. When um, Jason goes into Freddy's world. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? There's that little bit before the main bit. Yeah. You know, and that's fun. To see Freddy using his fucking yeah, and he's throw, dream yeah. magic yeah, and shit. And, moving stuff. And, and he's a pinball machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that stuff. That's cool, you know. Yeah, but when they get into the the real world, like that ending like 20 minutes, you know, is, yeah. it's fun. is awesome. It's like crazy. It's Monty Python buffoonery. Yeah. It's, Just slashing know. and stabbing. Well, and I love, like, always. like, And then I remember... I, can clearly remember it in the theater when Freddy realizes that he's in the real world. Yeah, and he's... And he's got that, like... Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit face. Yeah. Everyone in the audience was like, oh, 
you know, like people are like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. He's like, he knows he's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go up against this guy. That stuff was funny. Jason picks him up and like rails him through yeah, the side through the, of the yeah, cabin. Yeah. That shit's great. Like all that stuff. Like what else did you want? You know what I mean? Like I, I know of people who complain about that fight, but I'm like, what did you want? Yeah, no, like, that f- it's two people just going fucking nuts on each other. <laughs> like, right. What you want is the <clears throat> that beginning hour to be different, you know. Yeah, but the yeah. ending was great. Yeah. You know, you just wanted it to go about in a different way. As a fan of you know Freddy, I wanted to see more. A- absolutely. You know, I wanted to see more. And I didn't quite like um, the Ken Kersinger portrayal of Jason. Oh, I like. I thought he was cool. Uh, I wanted. I more... like the all black. You know, his skin was kind of all like black. And... I didn't. You didn't like that. I didn't like that. Oh, man, I, I like that. that. I liked the mask. I hated his outfit. I I just didn't get that whole like thing. Um, I just wish he was more. Jason in this one was like Frankenstein. See, I kind of his dug mobility that. wasn't as. Yeah, yeah. You know he... What I mean, he was more of like a lunk. He was like a giant lunk. Um, but anyway, it was cool. I loved, I loved the imagery. I, I was a fan of Ronnie Yu cause I did, I did, I was a big like Hong Kong wire foo guy as yeah. well. So I did see the bride with white hair and all that stuff. And I was a giant fan of bride of Chucky. At that point, bride of Chucky was my favorite Chucky movie. Mm. I was just like, this fucking movie is dope. Um, I love so the cornfield party scene. When Ronnie Yu was going to make this movie, I was like, oh, the imagery is going to be crazy good so i love the weird like the odd dreamlike shots of like the cabin on the lake yeah the the lightning you know going into like jason's mind and seeing all the dead people in the closet and everything and i like that shit that was like cool delving a little bit more into that i also of course like the the whole going back to crystal lake and seeing jason getting picked on and yeah and drowning and then freddie comes up and it's like drowning yeah i like that that was cool um yeah that's a fun movie but 2009 you know you know what i'm saying 2009 so that that was it man that was it that's that that's was it. the last friday the 13th movie friday the 13th movie what are we at Is it 10 years 10 years there's something wrong about that did you see the uh do you watch any of the fan film stuff i was actually going to talk to you about that um like what what's what, what are your thoughts on the fan film thing Cause I have my own. I have my own sort of. I watched Never Hike Alone. Uh-huh. I thought it was fine. I mean, it, to me, it's just like not. It's still not it. You know. That's what I was telling Bobby because Bobby and I were talking about it, and he like watches all those fan films, and he's about to make a Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, fan I, film. S- I saw that. Um, but for me, f- fan films just don't do it for me. I can't get into them. Yeah. No matter how well they're made. That even bothers me even more because I'm like, why aren't you just making something that's, original? Yeah, yeah. That you know, I get it. You love this, but so what? Take these skills and do something that came out of here. You know, yeah. like go do that. Um, so when I watch those things, I'm like, ah, oh, well, the acting is terrible. You know, it doesn't matter how good everyone thinks those actors are in those fan films. They're usually not. They really yeah. aren't. The writing isn't that good. It's not polished. You know what I mean? The effects are usually pretty good, you know, because they take a little time to do the, the gore and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's like, well, this is so 
far and away disconnected from Friday the 13th or any of the films that they're fanning, uh, that it just, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, I didn't watch the new one. I know there was a new one that came out that has like Jason's dad, Elias, yeah, in it. Yeah. I, that came out. I didn't watch that one. Well, yet. I, there was a snippet that I did watch, and I was just like the acting. I was like, oh no, you know, like yeah. See, I just I can't do it because I know it's just a bunch of dudes just out there with a camera making a, a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, well, never hi- hike alone was the one that was like everyone is like this one is the best. So I watched it. I mean, it's fine, but it's just not, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I just, it's like I want a Coke, and then I got like a, you know, Wegmans brand cola <laughs> that I'm drinking. It's like, eh, I wanted a Coke, but yeah, yeah. Eh, I want this Wegmans What's brand. What's this passion flaky or a puff pastry? Yeah, exactly. Man, get that shit out of here. I want that passion flaky. Always. You know? I totally get it. Um, and this is coming from somebody who made a bunch of Friday the 13th fan films. Yeah. But, I ain't out there showing my Friday the 13th fan films. And what I hate about Friday the 13th fan films is for some reason they always get money. Like, people always give them money on Kickstarter. Well, I think it's because they want to see a Friday the 13th movie. I know. You know? It's like, it's crazy. I don't know. I know. Well, well we, hope, we, hope, we hope Bobby, we hope our friend Bobby Heckman gets all the money. I think he, he I think he'll do good. World. I think he'll do good. Yeah. Bobby has an up. Yeah, he does. Bobby yeah. has he, an up he's in. He's, he's, in. he's, uh, he's got some... Very important people that are that could be very integral to this fan film. Uh, Friday the 13th part Stoink is going to be <laughs> fantastic. Uh, so Bobby is, 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 I think he's going to, he told me his story. Too. Oh, he did? Yeah. Do you like it? I do, especially with Who's in, the yeah. people he's got involved. So I'm like, oh, this could be an actual real treat for the fans. Bobby Heckman, you know I mean? if you need a good DP to shoot it. <laughs> Sean King's shooting it. Oh, well. <laughs> well, then you will get a good DP to shoot it. That's right. There you go. Sean King, if you need help. <laughs> your good friend. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I, need a, I need a role in it, man. You know, I gotta get killed in it. Yeah. I gotta get killed in it. But you do get killed in the Friday the oh 13th... Uh, yes, you're right. So, you know, so universe, if Another you reason I love Friday the 13th so much is because I am officially... A part of the Friday the 13th universe. Yes. A friend of mine who is a screenwriter, he wrote one of my favorite action films of all time called Drive. Drive. Um, he wrote... Not the uh, not to be mistaken, not the... No, uh, this is the... Mark Nicholas Di- Winding Refn Drive. This is Drive. the Mark Dacascus, uh Kadeem Hardison, Steve Wang Drive, which yes. is mind-blowingly awesome. Great movie. Um, but... He is also a fan of my films, and we became uh, buddies, and we wrote a, a movie together called Scream, Science Bastard Scream. But anyway, so Scott Phillips is a, is a filmmaker, screenwriter, uh, author, and um, he was lucky enough to write one of the New Line novels for Friday the 13th. And that is right here. Church of the Divine Psychopath. My friends, if you're a fan of low-budget pictures, if you're a fan of Chris Seaver films, you will find several people from the LBP world within this novel. Chris Seaver is in it, Meredith Host is in it, even, uh, dare I say, Budnick is in this. Yeah. Um, And there's a couple more, but I have the distinction of 
having sex and getting killed by Jason during my sexual intercourse. And not only do I get killed as Chris Seaver, which the which they mention several times, full name, Chris Seaver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he throws in some of my dialogue, the way that I write my films, That's for the good. way That's that awesome. I talk in the book. Yeah. Um, and Meredith, Meredith makes it almost through the whole thing. Yeah. She's like almost, almost the final girl, pretty much. But, um, you can't get this. It's uh, like, yeah, like $900. People are charging so much money to get a hold of this novel. Any of the Black Candle, what, what was it, Black Flame? or Black, Black Flame Yeah, Black Flame. <laughs> New Line Cinema, House of Horrors. Yeah, like you can find the Jason X books from Black Flame for like maybe $30, $40, but any of like this line, $900. I remember one time I saw for this book. Yeah. So this is, this is dope. I, uh, I was so thrilled. It was an honor. It was amazing. And, uh, yeah. Do you like any of the Eric... Oh, you do, right? The, you have some of the Eric Morse yep. ones. When I they, love When they originally books. came out, I bought them. Yeah. And I would base some of my fan films off of those books. Yeah, there was a bit... There was a, they made a fan film of part... Uh, well, I did... Mother's Day. I did Mother's Day. Yeah. My version of Mother's Day. It was never finished. But I do have that footage. I do have that footage. Maybe you won't see it. You won't see it, but Clint will probably <laughs> see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Friday the 13th, man. What is it, Clint? Why do you think we love it so much? It's just, uh, it's got a power. Can you, can you put your finger on it? Because I don't know if I can. I think it just hits... <clears throat> for me, it just hits all the right notes of what I love about movies. You know, those, especially, like I said, three through six, and I'll even throw seven. Three through seven are just, like, everything, it's got everything that I love about movies and I, that I love about horror movies, and it's got it's, these great kills, the great gore, the great laughs, the great characters, and it's all set in the wonderful 80s, and everyone looks so great, and I just wish I lived in that time, and I just wish I lived in that movie but not being killed and slaughtered. But <laughs> that's what it is. It's just, I don't know. It's just that, that's it. I just can go back to them. The rewatch value is immense. Oh yeah. You know, it's, yeah. <clears throat> I, I liken them to like a, <clears throat> like a warm blanket. Or yeah, like a, exactly. A childhood nostalgia thing. It's hot cocoa, but in movie form. It's, it's just a feel good. <laughs> yeah. Movie series to go back to. If you're a horror fan, if, if you like slaughter and, stupidity and, and, a, and a, a brutal killer you know and they're never like especially those the, the the main you know bunch they're never boring the pacing is so good yeah, yeah. to keep out one no i said the main court three yeah, through yeah, yeah. let's say yeah, three yeah, through yeah. seven the yeah. pacing is well you got to man you got that every 10 minutes you got to. but there's plenty of slashers that are just straight from the 80s that didn't understand it yeah yeah and they're just boring yeah. And the kills aren't, oh, you know, they, you know they, the kills Mad aren't Man, spaced out. Oh, I love Madman. Madman yeah, Mad so. terrible. <laughs> I love Madman. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah. That's, I think, I don't know, because so many people have asked me over the years, like, why do you love Friday the 13th so much? And I just, I don't know, man. It's hard to pinpoint because, yeah, you can come at it as like, well, it's 
it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. You know? I think it's, while maybe it is the same thing, I think each one tried to bring something a little, you know, different to it from the director's perspective. Yeah, each director. They just tried to add a little style. bit, something different to them. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't know. But I got to say this, like for me personally, and we've talked about this before. Now in the modern times, if you're going to give me a, a, a Friday the 13th movie, please, please, please stop trying to reinvent the wheel. There's zero reason to do this. Just go and make a Friday the 13th movie. Like, yes. it, it truly, it boggles my mind that so many people try to reinvent it. Or do something different with it. Why? It doesn't... Like... What you love is... Jason... Crystal Lake... Counselor's... Death. Yeah. And you can make it different by just having a... I mean, the story... Yeah, have a, the story the same. But hire a d director that is known for a specific style. Yeah, give, it, give just, it a style. And he can just bring his style to the to the movie. Have, it, have the characters be likable. Yeah. So oh, that's you a give huge... a shit when they get off. Yeah. Or, you know, also cheering when they get off. Because that's what you want to see. You want to see Jason going nuts well, what i hate and i think what we both hate about modern slashers is that every character is despicable in like modern <laughs> slasher movies there's not one character that you like and you're like why do i care about well any i think of these i think that's because they think that's how it was yeah that wasn't you how know? but yeah. it wasn't you have one character that you don't really like throughout the whole movie um i don't know man i i just i feel like now because of this stupid war legal battle that's happening and we're not getting friday the 13th because two sides are fighting for it which is ludicrous um you gotta give us that 13th friday the 13th movie that's just straight up friday the 13th and yeah. you know what don't be afraid everybody fucking loves the 80s put it back in the 80s god damn it do it during the winter time whatever give us something Give us, like, just give us Jason the way we want Jason killing fools left and right at Camp Crystal Lake. Come on now. We want it. We it's need not it. That, it's not that hard. I, I'm going to say this. I wouldn't be surprised if all this fucking legal mess is cleared up soon and because it's the 40th anniversary next year We're gonna get of one Friday fast the 13th, tracked. we are going to get a Friday the 13th movie. Maybe not in theaters, but being shot for the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th. Yeah. It's too... It's it's the 40th fucking anniversary of Friday the 13th. They have to do something. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's... I think that's happening. I think it is. Maybe not getting it. But, but shooting, think, at least. Yes, yeah. I think we... I think it's going to be put on the fast track. It's back at New Line... They see what Halloween is doing now. Oh yeah, um, it's fucking killing. All right. And Even though the uh, the new Halloween movie is. Uh... Oh, I like. I really dug it. Oh, you liked it. Oh, oh. 2018. What didn't you like about it? Oof. Way too much to go really? into here. Yeah. I, oh my god. I hated it. I loved it until the end. 
I was not a fan of the end. Yeah. But I loved it. That's ridiculous. That's Halloween, man. Like, that is straight I think up they should, Halloween. I think they should have just ended it with H2O. Well, I, I don't like H2O. I, I rewatched H2O immediately after watching that one. I was like, this is, I like this movie better. Ooh. No. They should have just agree. ended it there. Should have just agree ended it there. Agree to disagree, man. Agree to disagree. They really should have ended it at like five. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Honestly, six is terrible. I like the producer's cut where it gets weird and Come it's on. got all like the cult Interesting stuff. all that stupid shit. Nah, <laughs> shit's dumb. Like Michael it. doesn't need any of that. That's Michael's true. just a fucking weirdo killer. Yeah. Just like Jason. He's a mongoloid killer. Michael leave versus it, Jason. Leave it. <laughs> That'd be a real boring... <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michael would be killed in like... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he would just get his head chopped off. Now that he Anyway. Right? Right. You have that, right? That right anger? That, like, why? Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'd totally be perfectly ridiculous. okay, really, if they just cranked them out, like, every year, and we could just go... In, like, Saul... Like, like they did back in the day. Well, I, they fucking... I think people forgot that. You know, every year, just... I think people forgot that back in the 80s, we got fucking sequels every fucking year. Yeah. If it wasn't every year, then it was every two years. It was constant. Just keep constant. making them. And then you act like now, in modern times, that, oh, it's just it's just too hard to do something like that. It's just, uh, it's just too much. Uh, and then Saw did it. And I was like, okay, Saw's doing it. Do it with fucking Friday the 13th. Do it with our, with our slashers that we love. Because, let's face it, folks... You want it, you keep whining about it, you cry about it. Everybody wants a new killer. Give us a new killer. You can't. You're not going to get it. All these new killers that you guys supposedly want, one, you don't go to see. Two, they aren't that awesome in the first place, so they're not garnering status, icon status. You know what I mean? So you know who we have? We have fucking Freddy, we have Jason, we have Michael Myers, we have Leatherface. We have the, the, the characters that we grew up with, just like the Universal Monsters in, different, in the different, you know, like, you're not going to get... People will say, like, oh, well, Ghostface, Ghostface was, a, was one of those. I guess you can say that for you kids. But for me, I do not like those Scream movies, and he was Ghostface was not a... I didn't give a shit. I would, I would not be scared about a ghost face. No way. I like the Scream movies. Well, lots of people do. <laughs> I just don't. I never have. And to me, he's not an icon. No way. They need to make a Valentine, too. <laughs> but that's just me. You know what I'm saying? But really think about it. You know, modern days, they have not the, been able to do it. The, the, well, I think one of the reasons is they keep having the budgets higher than what they need to, too, for these movies. You can make yeah, a they shot five, those movies for five a million eight, dollars yeah, back in the day. Five to eight million dollars, could you could crank out three movies, you know, in a year. Not in a year, three movies, you know. Why aren't we know. running some sort of studio, man, you know? Do you know how many movies we could crank out with a million dollars? Yeah. Huh. Woo! Literally a million movies. <laughs> <laughs> my god man well on a sad note we're gonna leave you <laughs> do you have anything else to say my friend about Friday the 13th no no you, you think we we talked about covered it, it the games I like the yeah, new yeah. game yeah the game was dope yeah that game was dope the um, NES game is terrible yes it is um, but it gave us the purple Jason I mean the Friday merchandise is all over the place yeah. you know Friday the 13th is still a viable 
entity. Give us another goddamn movie. Stop your jibber-jabbering. Stop your whimpering. Stop your whining. Victor Miller, you idiot. As far as a few months ago, you could still go into a Target and buy Friday the 13th toys. So it's like... Well, I mean, I was buying Friday the 13th... I mean, Bobby just bought me socks. Friday the 13th socks. Yeah. Stuff is still out there. Um, And now there's something weird going on with Freddy... The licensing, something weird with Freddy. Oh, it's going, I think it went back to... Well, the Wes Craven yeah, thing. Estate. Yeah, estate. Yeah, they, and they pulled the Freddy stuff. NECA stopped doing Freddy toys. That's terrible. Yeah, it's like, what, is, what, what does that mean? So now it's with the Craven estate. Well, what does that mean? Well, I know they said something that Robert England said that he would... He, it, he said he could do one more. He said oh, absolutely. To do I one know. more. But what does this mean now with the Craven estate having Freddy? Like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. It was with New Line, so what does that mean? They said, I think it was just the, was it the, the whole series, or was it just the first Freddy one? Freddie or Nightmare on Elm Street 1? I don't know. I think it was just Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe just the know. name Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't well, know. I mean, that you know, that's the only way I would see another Nightmare on Elm Street, is if it's Robert Englund one last time giving us one more. Yeah. Proper. Because I, I, you know, as much as I like Freddy vs. Jason, I, I just, I feel like that wasn't enough. It wasn't a good send-off. That wasn't enough for The me. wink at the end wasn't no. a good I send-off. I liked that, but I just, I wanted more Freddy. You don't, and, want, you don't want Kevin Bacon as Freddy? <laughs> and I think Robert's got one more in him. One more in him. I agree, I, and he said he does have one more in yeah, him. Yeah, so I think he does. I think because of all those times he's shown up with the makeup recently, you know, and, yeah. and, and then the Goldbergs The Goldbergs, thing, yeah. And people showed, like, their love. You know, I think it's like, wow, maybe I could do this one more time, you know? I think he's got it. I don't know. Who but anyway. Who would be a good director for that? Who could bring him back? Um, Guillermo? Pfft. Wouldn't that be a cool movie? Well, he's movie? an amazing, I mean, the, the dreamscapes would be yeah. out of this world. That would be a know? cool movie. Yeah, I don't I know. I still want to read Peter Jackson's. Well, that's... The Peter Freddy's J- Dead? Yeah. The Six Freddy movie? Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. I wonder what that's like. I think Gene Gary Diablo would be good. Juan Architect. Juan Architect's good. Yeah, Toby uh, Ruby. Rudy. Rudy Belafonte. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any of those. Dylan Mufo. Dylan Mufo. Rianu Keeves. Yeah. All good directors. Very solid at their craft. Very good. And definitely get Keen Dundee. To shoot it. To yeah, shoot it. Definitely. You gotta get that Keen Dundee. Or Michael so, J. Shakes. Michael J. Shakes. But but imagine Juan Architect and Keen Dundee together again making a horror movie. Yeah. Come on. Making a Freddy Got Fingered sequel. Alright, so that was it, guys. That was us talking about our love of Friday the 13th. Oh, ooh, do you hear... Oh, do you hear the crickets? Do you hear the frogs mating? We must be, be near a lake. Oh, oh. Do you hear that? Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Van Brandt, 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 Brandt. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Hey, look! Something is coming out of that closet over there, and he's holding a machete. Oh! You killed my oh, bad! No. He's killing me! He's, he's killing me! <laughs> <laughs>